0: Tonight we got another independent rock band on the show. Tonight it is the post ska punk experiment, the Catchwords. What's going on?
1: And how you, are you?
0: Absolutely, welcome Don.
1: Glad to glad to be here.
0: All right. Welcome, Metal Owl.
1: Uh
0: Welcome, Anthony. What's going on? And the sky. And the welcome, sky. James. Hey. 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 <laughs> So they were recommended to me by podcaster Pete Quint. He's like, I've seen them perform. I'm like, I'm gonna check these guys out. And sure enough, just jamming, jamming, jamming. Oh, thank you. So oh. <laughs> uh so how long have you guys uh, been around?
2: Uh so, uh so we go ahead, Don. Oh, I I
1: technically we we got things started in 2017, so we're just coming up on our sixth year. Um, but with COVID and everything, I, I, it'd be more accurate to say that we've been active for about three or four of those years. Um, it's, uh, been hard to keep things going recently, uh, with everything going on in the world, but, uh, we've kind of hit a new stride in the last year or two and, uh, been a lot more, um, out there and active and getting stuff recorded and getting stuff up online. So. Uh, Moving in the right direction.
0: Very, very nice. Okay, so I was digging it. Uh, I, you had their your "I Want to Rule the World" EP, and it was just kind of cool. It's on Spotify for those who want to listen. I was just getting vibes of Harvey Danger and the Mighty Mighty Boss tones. That kind of just think outside the box, alternative punk rock scene, presidents of the United States. It was really pretty cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you. you uh harvey danger um is definitely a a formative uh their where have all the merrymakers gone is is one of those records that when i was in high school i listened to a ton and it really influenced um kind of my ear and and what kind of songs i tend to write so that's it's awesome that you picked up on that uh, yeah i just kind of
0: i don't know if it was eh, uh were you from the same area
2: like
1: or
0: what's that? Were were you from the same, same area or similar kind of vocal delivery or.
1: Oh, um, no, uh, I, I had a friend who was a fan of theirs and kind of got me clued into their, their record. And, um, I I think that there's for a lot of people, what they listen to, especially early in high school, that's kind of the age where what sounds good to you kind of gets locked into your brain. Mm-hmm. Um and for me that was one of the records that uh that that hit just the right moment. So now when I when I hear a song, it's like how close is this to Harvey Danger? That's what my brain that's the calculus my brain does to figure out
3: whether I like it or not. <laughs> so the three steps from Kevin Bacon kind of thing. Uh,
0: uh there, there you yeah.
3: go. There you go. And
0: you guys have been based in the Columbus, Ohio area all this time?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
3: Nice. Yes. Yeah. I used to have some family down there.
1: Nice.
0: It's a
2: cool oh, place. Okay. The scene here
3: is kind of insane. Hardcore is really popping off right now, but just overall, you always hear about some great bands coming out of, like, the central Ohio area.
2: Yeah? Archie, Archie fucking hates it here. Yeah, every fucking- <laughs> <laughs> it's like this fucking podunk mud town. It's like, jeez. No, it's man. great. I love it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, would you say, uh, Don, you you always wanted to be a singer?
1: Um, no, uh, I actually, um, James and I were in a band together prior to Catchwords, uh, where I was not the singer. I just played bass. Mm. Uh, and, um, but I've always been a songwriter. I've always been, um, it's hard for me to just kind of sit back and play my part. I always want to kind of contribute to everything else and kind of guide the way the music's going. Um, so, uh, when our previous band broke up um i just had all these songs that i was like well i i think these are good songs i'd like for people to hear them (laughs) i guess i should start a band um and so i kind of fell into singing by default excuse me um and it was not necessarily something i was comfortable with until more recently um the, the guys uh, and especially Archie kind of like pushed me to kind of like exercise my voice a little more and, and, uh, come into a, a sound vocally that is more, uh, what I was going for before that. I was kind of just, you know, you go up on stage, you have a microphone in front of you, you just kind of whatever comes out, comes out. Now, uh, I, I'm using a little bit more intent when I sing, um, but it, it took me a long time to get to that spot. I, for a long time, I was kind of struggling with it.
0: Okay. Well, that, that clears it up. And and did mm-hmm. you have to... Uh, who did you learn
1: uh, bass from? Uh, for bass, I actually started... Um, when I was in high school, I, I picked up the bass. I, I joined the school's jazz band with... Absolutely no experience uh, nice. and not really sure how to read bass clef, but I kind of faked my way until I started doing it. Um, I ended up going uh, and getting a degree uh, in jazz and I, <laughs> with bass as my main instrument because um, I, you know, I feel like jumping into the deep end is the way that I learn things the fastest. So those experiences of like, I don't know how to read bass clef, but I now have to read bass clef every day. I'm going to figure it out pretty quick. So, um,
0: <laughs> you got yeah. This. So,
1: so I played bass all through the high school, you know, band, and uh, and all through college. Got a degree in music, um, and have just kind of continued ever since. It's it's the instrument more than I, I've played a few different instruments over the years, but bass is the one where I feel like okay, I understand how this fits i understand my role and h- how to kind of like you said a- a- as a songwriter um i understand where the bass needs to be to kind of point the song in the right direction um, so it's a very
3: comfortable spot for me i just play drums i that's all i say usually
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's all you're gonna do man all you're mm. gonna do james you always will verse with guitar and singing. Uh,
2: so uh, well, so my dad taught me how to play guitar uh, back when I was like – I want to say I was either seven or like nine years old, uh, but don't make that – don't. that's not as impressive as it sounds. Like I'm not – where I am now does not reflect the amount of time that I have been playing guitar. Um, when I, I also went to college uh, for music, but I was actually playing trumpet, uh, so that's kind of <laughs> where my formal training was at. Um, sure. So right now in the band, I, uh, I play guitar and sing, and neither of those are – well – It's not entirely true. I never took formal lessons for guitar, uh, but for singing, I finally nutted up like a couple of years ago, and it was was actually actually during the um, pandemic, I finally took singing lessons for about a year, and uh, it was one of the best things I ever did because it made me feel more confident and um, just opened up my eyes to the idea that I could do that because it was something that I always kind of wished I could, but assumed I couldn't. And And then then people
0: had all these third party places where you can create content,
2: it didn't seem, you know, (laughs) likely pretty much. Yeah. So, um, so now, so now those are the things I do for the band is, uh, guitar and singing. Uh, I mean, I played trumpet in high school and college. In fact, trumpet playing was how I was able to go to college in the first place. Uh, (laughs) I took piano lessons a while back also. Um, I don't really do either of those instruments much anymore at all. Um, but, uh, yeah. So I music's always kind of been there. Um, I chose to go to college for music because it was like, of all things, I felt <laughs> like I had any kind of progress in. I was like, music's the only thing that makes sense. So That's <laughs> an option. Um, yeah. One of the best things about going to a music school was that the last math class I ever took was like my freshman year, and that was it so <laughs> fuck it it's all um, good
0: now <laughs>
2: yeah it's all good now i computers do all the work for me on that part
0: so. <laughs> yeah, right. there you go there you go
2: yeah
0: so chad where does your nickname metal al come from this question is from pete <laughs>
4: uh, yeah, yeah uh so uh my my side project my solo stuff that I do is a uh, heavy metal Weird Al Yankovic cover band.
0: There you go. Hey. <laughs>
4: yeah. So it's a lot of fun. I, I did. I've, I've put out like four albums now and, and even Weird Al is aware of it and the band all like know who I am now because of it.
0: <laughs> really?
4: wow. Yeah. I, I went and saw Weird Al live a um, couple back in October And I ran into the drummer, and he knew me by name, who was like, oh, hey, Chad, what's up? And I was like,
0: holy crap, he knew me! (laughs) Like,
4: Blew my mind.
0: (laughs) That's nice. And, I mean, even people who do parody, I'm sure eventually they know that someone is going to, you know, uh, follow their lead and do a different kind of parody. (laughs)
4: Right, yeah. I I always figure that out. Probably has a pretty good spirit about it, because... I mean, his whole career is just stealing other people's songs.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Very nice, very nice. So were you always practicing guitar growing up, or was it not something that clicked until much later when you guys met up?
4: No, no. I I took a couple lessons when I was 12 uh, for about a year or so. Uh, then my parents got sick of paying for them because I was just, like, <laughs> like, I was just learning like Blink One Eighty Two cover songs.
0: That and checks she, was, out. Checks out. She, was, she was,
4: she was like, I'm not paying for you to learn Blink One Eighty Two songs.
2: <laughs> but she wants you uh, to learn. Like I, I mean. know.
4: So I mean, so I just played in punk bands basically throughout up until I joined this band. And then once I was in this band, I was like, Oh, these guys are good. I got to actually get good. <laughs> so so i started practicing a lot more and learning harder songs so was it just four chords over and over again (laughs) i mean metal owl definitely helps with that too because some of that stuff gets pretty intricate so it just helps with practicing all the time absolutely
0: oh man all together what what would you say gets you up in the morning which one of us uh oh, Chad, sorry. oh, oh um, <laughs> that's a loaded question right there it right is. <laughs> uh, it seems like he has more muscle for it so
4: i got you <laughs> i just i just had a new kid recently so
0: uh oh shit oh there's some kid. music inspiration right
4: you Now she <laughs> loves music too like i'll play guitar for her and she just sits and <laughs> stares at it it's awesome
0: very nice <laughs> All right, so last up, Archie, my dude, when did you
3: become a drummer? Uh, I started playing drums around, like, when I was 10. I had an uncle who played drums, and i just go into his garage and kind of hit them sometimes. And my parents made the horrible decision. I don't decision recommend of... hitting people.
2: No, no, kidding. no. <laughs> it
3: depends, depends. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, we would I just go <laughs> hit those sometimes, and uh, my parents made the horrible decision of buying a first-act kit for us. And... I wanted to be in the front. I didn't want to play drums up until years later when I just kind of figured out a four on the floor beat. And uh, I had my uncle kind of push me in a different direction. It's like, okay, try doing this now. And it took about a year of lessons after just sitting at the kit every day for an hour. My parents were like, all right, he, he's into this. We got to kind of support <laughs> this. But they're all metalheads and everything like that. So I was trying to play Slipknot when I was 10, 12, trying to figure out how double bass worked but uh, yeah that's just the insane joey jordison like dull bass and getting into the heavier stuff so when i joined this band i had never really been to scout before i was into playing different punk bands and different kind of metal bands but they uh they kind of learned me real quick but it's fast but not as fast as some of the stuff i used to play so it got it blended right in nice is that a challenge archie no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm, this is, we've been I mean, doing this for a couple of years now. I've been playing. My chops aren't up in metal anymore.
2: Oh, okay. All right. Just say the word.
0: <laughs> uh, what would inspire a lot of you guys' is, uh, album covers? And they're very just kind of like a painting. It's, there's so many Easter eggs you have to look at it five different times just to catch all <laughs> the stuff, especially for your recent album, What Comes Next.
4: Yeah, I, I did the artwork for that one.
0: Nice for what comes is. next, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
4: uh John John gave me the uh the um
1: the inspiration he told me what, what to draw though, but I did the artwork okay, for it.
0: Whatever works. Yeah, well,
1: and it's it's funny that you said they look like paintings because they are inspired by paintings. The the uh the what comes next, um that we had originally conceived that as a like a concept mm-hmm. album about summer. Uh, and then it didn't actually turn out that way, but that was the initial concept. <laughs> um, and then uh, we had the idea to um, kind of take uh, the uh, the Dolly painting. Um, was it the illusion
3: of time or what? I melting, can't remember. Is it. Melting clocks or something like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Everyone thinks of it as the melting clocks painting. But um, to take that image and turn it into a beach scene. And that was kind of the, the goal for that album that's cover. It.
0: That's all you're
1: getting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but that's kind of uh. just uh, when I think of like how to visually present us, I'm always kind of trying to add in those extra layers and references and all that sort of stuff.
4: <laughs> Very nice. Our, our, our demo was off of a uh, art piece
2: also, wasn't it? The one that has the picture? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Which which um, one? Uh, the uh, um oh my god, the, the I can't remember the name of it. Ex- exhibition of <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> that one. That rejected works.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was uh that is also um what is that I think it's called Symphony in White. Is a is a portrait of a woman wearing a white dress with a white background. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it was, again, I just try to like, that's what, when I think about the visual art side of things, I, I like to, to pull those kind of references out and, um, nice. kind of change them around and juxtapose them with our sound that doesn't sound, I mean, it's not, obviously it's not classical. It's not something that people associate with older <laughs> images. So it's fun to kind of play around with that fair
0: enough <laughs> how <laughs> would you guys describe the ohio music scene right now like, it's, it's it's pretty
4: good i think it's pretty good yeah. The pretty scenes, definitely yeah Boy, i mean there's shows all the time and there's different there's different venues that are always i mean you can book a show any day of the week
3: <laughs> you know, there's yeah. this place uh, on i think it's is that high street uh dirty dungarees it's a laundromat that's also it's high. a venue and um yeah. a bar and we played that place a bunch i a friend just randomly took me there one night it's like <laughs> yeah hey, i'm going to a show here it's like who's playing i don't know let's figure it out <laughs> and uh that's kind of the attitude that place has and like as hardcore shows have popped up a lot more and that scene's kind of hitting it with four-year health rejoice and all them um they're, they're getting packed and more packed
1: Nice. Yeah. I feel like Columbus kind of ebbs and flows with the music scene where there are kind of, we have some down years and then we have some years where everybody's super active. The passing through. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And uh, it's been picking up and steadily, you know, you're seeing more venues pop up. You're seeing more new bands come out that are better than, you know, some of the bands that have been around forever. Uh, And it's really exciting to um kind of see it pick up again after you know times when it seems like nobody's really doing anything for a while and then oh all of a sudden everybody's doing something <laughs> i mean
4: covid might have had something to do with that because everyone's just super excited
2: I mean,
1: maybe for
4: the, I for can really hear of
2: the sound of again. me dying i yeah.
0: know yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that, that's a good contrast because you know i had jeff Totora, who's one of the four main drummers for blue man group on oh, wow. and nice. you know he gets to do all hey. five other side projects while well, you know that's his main day job. But <laughs> it was just interesting because there's some music scenes which are absolutely dead. Like people are relying on just their Spotify and they show it to their coworkers. <laughs> you know, and so yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's I was living cool in hearing. Massachusetts
3: for a bit and uh, like the Central Massachusetts area and just like trying to find a band out there was pulling teeth it's like you go to a show can and i maybe, tour
0: with you open for yeah, you yeah <laughs>
3: even even before that can i start a band with somebody it's like it's, it was the second i moved to columbus i put up on i met these guys i was like found a punk group and i was like hey does anybody need a drummer and they were the first people to hit me up and i figured like you know I'll, uh let's see what <laughs> these guys are about you know i'll get me integrated in the scene we'll see what happens and then i started playing with them it was i loved the music i love jam with these guys so i was like yeah, i'll stick around Thank God. Nice. Yeah,
0: thank God. They need you, man.
2: <laughs> hey, he, he's, uh, our, uh,
3: so, he's our third drummer.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it is about this band of drummers. Jesus. <laughs> but it's,
4: it's Arch,
1: every Arch, band. Every Archie's
2: band. He's been around a for a drummers.
4: while now though. He's he's pretty yeah. he's pretty solidified now. Yeah. Solidified. I love it.
0: All right. Um altogether, um what have you mainly been finding the inspiration for your various uh songwriting?
3: That's mainly hold on, Don. He brings the skeletons okay. of the songs in.
2: Question. Yeah, it's a good question uh, for Don. <laughs> um,
3: it
1: I I try to always be listening to different stuff um and to kind of pull it together. Uh so um probably my biggest influences for our more current stuff are the you know, the the recent uh punk and ska stuff you've got the you know the jeff rosenstock you've got uh jer and we are the union <laughs> and Up. Cat Bite and kill lincoln those are all bands that are doing crazy exciting stuff in ska now that um i try to like listen to and it's like okay this is you know that's what's going on now but then i try to blend that with more just random stuff that comes across my You know, attention Um, recently, I've been listening to a lot of. uh, Older, like 1950s and 60s, uh, early rock and roll.
0: How old are you? I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) It it is fun. Yeah. Like discovering a lot of the stuff that your great granddad would listen to. And you're like, yeah, but this is inherent in all these other. mm,
1: Sure. Yeah. (laughs) And and, you know, taking those ideas and taking ideas from jazz you know, the the jazz that I studied in school and then applying that or you know, listening to hardcore and and trying to kind of blend all those together into some kind of math that kind of is, you know, the the jumping off point with ska, but by the time we get to the end, it's like, I don't know if this is still ska, but it sounds good. So I'm gonna keep, you know, (laughs) keep it going.
0: I'll own it, man. I'll own it. very nice and uh all together uh how do you describe your uh uh sessions and you're just practicing and keeping it fresh how do you guys know it's like okay we're gonna keep this take
3: um it's mainly just kind of uh we mainly practice just like we're getting ready for shows during covid uh i joined the band right before covid started we just kind of locked down and we're played songs over and over and over again maybe we throw a new one in every once in a while but uh usually we just kind of like what if we do it like this that nah, doesn't work what if we do it like this that's kind of cool but that you know kind of inspired different parts of the songs but uh
4: but when, when we go down to record also we really kind of hone in the song right before we record to like try to get the best version possible
1: right you
4: know, yeah our
1: goal of- for um sorry to interrupt uh that's fine. Our goal, when we're actually going in to record, is to have rehearsed the song to death to the point where um, we don't need more than a few takes to just get it all done. Um, and part of that is is the you know the financial and time aspect that recording can take forever if you don't go in knowing what you're going to do. Oh yeah. Um, but part of it's just also we we want to get in and get out and be able to kind of capture that feeling of uh immediacy and kind of the live feeling um you know we want the record to sound like you know i i think we we like to think that we're pretty good live so we want the record to kind of show that off and and show people what they're missing when they don't come see us (laughs) good there there is a new song that we're working on
4: uh that we're about to record that um it's gone through like different iterations. Uh, your song, so like it, like now it yeah. sounds completely different than when we first started playing it out live. So uh, people who have been following the band from the beginning have heard this song in like different forms, because we just kind of keep tweaking yeah. it and keep adding like different stuff to it. Nice. Trying to. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's there's actually I I I saw just today there's a YouTube video of one of our first early shows before Archie joined. Um, Where we do play your song, but since that video was recorded, we've completely almost rewritten, like, we took the same lyrics and changed all the chords and changed the melody and changed the rhythm, so... I don't know if people would even recognize it at this point. Or, uh, I don't even know if I can remember how to play the old
4: version, honestly. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I
4: mean,
0: that's fine. You can forget that. 10-year <laughs> anniversary. Coming soon. Um, yeah, right. besides. Any artists uh, who you'd like to plug who you've been fortunate enough to share this, a stage with, or oh, also yeah. in your community who you just want everyone else to know what
3: Definitely, continuous um, talents they are? There's a really good band in uh Milwaukee called Rat Bath that we've played with once before. I played with them in another group that um they're always great. Uh fun live shows and they're great to talk to in between. They're fucking awesome. Um Op is a really good like doom folk band around here. Highly recommend. Natty is a is a saint that booking shows all throughout Columbus nice yeah it's it's unfair because uh there are so many
1: bands that we've played with that are so good um, oh i mean we did can... a show go ahead don not sorry oh yeah, yeah no I, I was just going to say we we did uh shows recently with uh like goat feather and uh poison door is a fantastic like post punk group that's in columbus and it, like cure for love and we're we got a show coming up in akron oh, nice. with uh whiskey brisket and it, it's brave the Sea's always been great to us brave the sea is a killer um i guess they, they would probably describe themselves as almost like a pirate punk
3: band the celtic because right, um, think of what they say nice. uh, I think <laughs> they, oh, okay. Pirate. that's a cool part about our style metal. though like that we can we play with these like heavy bands and it doesn't feel out of place and we play with these slower kind of bands it doesn't feel out of place like we, we played play with, with
4: some uh nerdcore group the other
3: yeah the other, uh, that's right
1: yeah. yeah we 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 had a couple of nerdcore rap groups that we played with at our most recent show uh, and it kind of worked just because um to me that's like kind of the essence of ska is pulling in these disparate people and pulling in these disparate elements uh from different parts of the world and you turn it into this kind of mix that is fun and upbeat and it just kind of works.
0: Very nice. Altogether, um, why do you think your team just has gelled this long? Why Why do you guys understand each other just better than yourselves?
2: We're all really lonely. We have nobody else. <laughs> no one else would take
3: us, man. Uh, oh, is that, uh, just, is that just me? <laughs> yeah. I think uh, we all kind of say what we want with stuff we're not really like that part sucks kill yourself no um if we have like uh enough overlapping tastes like james isn't really into metal but me and chad we'll go back we'll be talking (laughs) on the sides while don's trying to figure out like what if you did something like this with like a dissonance chord here and we all try to like don brings us these songs but it really is very a communal thing that each person kind of brings something that we enjoy so much to the group
4: I would, I would yeah. also add that that our different musical tastes I think bring to each song also, mm-hmm. but um uh oh, I lost my train of thought, but yeah, I mean the musical taste definitely because uh James is always gonna bring something different than I'm gonna bring and we're i mean for to guitar because I have kind of a more of a punk metal background and he has more of the classic rock and he can shred on oh. the guitar and I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah
1: that's when i when I bring a song to the group it's never here are your parts or you know this is what i want it to sound like it's always i've got a melody and i've got some chords but uh, i don't necessarily know what the end is going to be that's for us to fill out together yeah, yeah. you know yeah, so we just so collaborate
3: that's... together well
4: hey it helps that we're all so open to ideas also, so none of us are so stuck in one idea that mm-hmm. we, we, we fight with each other. Oh, definitely. I've I, been yeah, in some... it hasn't happened yet.
2: But. Yeah,
3: I've been in some fucking bands where, like, I love the music, but just, like, trying to get that song done, you have somebody that's a perfectionist, but they don't know what they're doing, and just, like, we've been working on this for two weeks, can we get on to the, like, start working on the next thing? But for us, we can just, like, get into a room and just, <laughs> yeah. like, alright, like, I kind of know what you're gonna add, I know what you're gonna add. It's also just, like, playing together for so long communication
1: is is huge too
3: it it is yeah
1: we've rehearsed so much with you know starting in 2020 we were rehearsing every week even when we didn't have shows it's like yeah it it's it's just getting in that habit was so good for us to be able to find the language that we can talk to each other and You know, if I have an idea, or if Archie has an idea, or James has an idea, or Chad has an idea, they can express that in a way that we're like, "Oh, okay, yeah, I understand what you're trying to say. Let's, yeah, let's do that." Um, And I I mean, I've, yeah, yeah, I've played music with a lot of people that cannot communicate what they're trying to do, and it's so frustrating.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, So it's it's I feel super lucky to have these guys that are making music with me because it's like, oh, we can just like
2: work together and it doesn't have to be a fight. <laughs> I mean, damn, in last an ideal year world. Was, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think last year was uh ten years that me and Don have been playing together in a band. So
1: yeah. I, I'm trying to think it might be more than that.
2: Cause um well twenty twelve was when you joined Shank, right?
1: I don't know. It's it been, was, it's been, yeah. Time's okay, so it's, this is now 11, almost <laughs> 11 years that, that be 11 James years and this I, year. Yeah. well, and it's funny, because uh, James and I were in that previous band together, uh, and that band played at Chad's wedding, and that's yeah, how we God, met yeah. Chad.
2: Because
1: yeah. Uh, I love <laughs> and, their style uh, band
4: okay. so much, I was like, dude, uh, so my wife and I, we were like, let's have a rock concert as a wedding, because that was a cool idea. So we actually had two bands play. And I was like, well, we
1: got to have the ska band play. So Dude, I that, that
3: was based. <laughs> like, he was like, yeah, what was the <laughs> band for your wedding? Ska band, like, amazing.
1: Yeah, oh, no, it was uh, a ton of fun. And then, like, uh, not too long after that, um, when we were trying to think of, like, who can we bring in uh, t- to start a new band? And Chad was somebody that we knew, as well as his brother at the time, was playing drums with us. So it was like, okay, yeah, let's let's... You know, this is the core of it. It's folks that we already know that we know have these skills and we're just gonna put it together and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: I, my
4: brother moved out to Utah, that's why he, we had to uh find a new drummer.
3: It was very much of like uh when a new queen shows up in the hive, like one has to kill the other one.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. Shane's lucky he moved or else mm. parts you have blown. <laughs> right. <laughs> The timing just worked out. <laughs> Standing
0: oh, yeah. ground, and yeah. another times retreat. Um, all what have been some of your other favorite areas to tour?
3: We haven't done too too much touring. Or, or, like maybe not. play yeah, around Columbus.
4: We're playing it's Akron been,
1: uh, next week. No, in two weeks,
2: right? Yeah,
1: yeah we're, we're we're two three uh, February seventeenth. We we're playing in Akron at the Vortex, um, which is a, I think it's a Thursday night, um. Uh, yeah, we um, it's been kind of uh, a struggle to kind of get uh, the band off the ground in the sense of um, we can go out to other places and people know who we are. You know, we we've kind of built a little bit up in Columbus where, um, you know, people start to recognize the name and it starts to mean something to them. But it is so much harder to go from your hometown. Even if it's a bigger city, uh, you know, go from there to the next level
3: of reaching out. You know, um, we we just justifying it. Like, yeah, I we really want to do it. Like, we like screw it. If you go to a city in Kentucky and there's like two people show up, if you play your hearts out, those two people next time you come around will bring three other people, and you have five yeah. people, and it'll grow like that. But it's just uh, you, you lose money <laughs> yeah. doing it. It's, it's really at the same time though. That that is the
1: the huge advantage of how uh, tight and how um, communal the ska world is because, like I said, our our first I think this is our first show outside of Columbus coming up yeah. with this Akron show, and it 100% came about because there's another ska band who we've never played with them but they know that you know we've we know about each other because we're both. You know We're two of the maybe five ska bands in the state, so they called us up and said, hey, you're a ska band too. Let's both play at the show, and I've, I've had so many great experiences like that where I go to Chicago or I go to Detroit or I go down to uh, Louisville or Lexington and, or uh, Pittsburgh, and just by virtue of the fact that we have this music that we love, you can connect with people. That you yep. might not have anything else in common with, but you know that's enough that you have this one point of uh of connection.
0: Very sweet. What are your other future aspirations? How long do you think you got this band in your blood for?
3: <laughs> it's a time before 27 seven. Um, um, Twenty seven. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'll oh, go ahead. I was at a 27th birthday party the other day. I'm like, you got to hold a guitar to flex on Kurt Cobain. Um, <laughs> um, no, that's that's a year 28 thing. He he made yeah, it to 27. That's true. I don't know. I am um. focusing. Um, but uh, I think it's just to play play as many shows as we can to as many people as possible. Not because we're really there for the crowd. but more so just like we want people to. It just makes it more fun. The energy in the room. It's fans talk about it all the time. Like the energy you give to the band is um what you get back and when we play those shows and you see a pit open up it's instantly like we're going to start playing we, a thousand times harder we
4: we we bring energy when there's two people in the crowd so when there's like tw- 10 people in the crowd the energy is off the charts <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah it's um it's it's a, a a privilege to be able to to you know Spend all this time that we do to to put these songs together and then finally get the opportunity for people to actually hear them. Um, and it's like the amount of work that we put in that, you know, that when you get to play, that's the moment where it's like, OK, that's why I did all that work. That's why <laughs> it was worth it. All. Spent, yeah. All those weekend rehearsals that sometimes it's like, I don't even know what we're doing, but this is why we did it. Um, And so yeah, we're at the point now where um, we're looking to uh, record our next EP uh, coming up in about a month or so. Um, So that should be out probably in spring, I would hope. We'll find out what happens if we actually go to record it. But um, so we've got that coming out. Uh, We've got some shows lined up. We're looking to, especially this summer, play a lot more shows, a lot of shows out of town if we can. Um, and really, like, kind of expand uh, the range of folks who have the opportunity to hear us. Because um, I think it's worth it. I think it's a good time. Hopefully, they they'll agree when they hear us.
0: I disagree. No, I'm just kidding. you <laughs> over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. You, maybe Talk you don't really like us, off, and so, that's um, yeah. it's okay. It makes you a bad person if you don't like us, but it's okay. You're allowed yeah. to be. A bad, <laughs> it, 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 it
0: oh man so um also <laughs> uh well uh, i'll circle around uh so uh what what do you all recommend for just getting started i'll well, we'll circle around here um uh, uh chad what, what are the best ways to just get started with a rock band other than you know reach out pick a few people's brains and realize if you even work well together
4: Right, I mean, well, you got to find a, a group of people who can play instruments, but uh, right. I mean, it's just a matter of just sitting in a room and trying to come up with ideas and see what sticks. And I mean, it helps, I guess, if you have a idea of uh, what type of band you want to be. So if you want to be a metal band, you're going to find people who also want to be in a metal band uh, or a punk band. Um, yeah,
0: sweet. Uh, Anthony, what what do you think uh, makes a band truly uh, unite together for a long period of time?
3: You know, you're gonna have like you have to kind of have a a shared like kind of idea what you want out of it. Because um, if you go in and like I want to be in a hardcore punk band, but somebody else is like I want to be in like a pop band and stuff like that, you're just gonna f- sometimes you can get something cool, but like the ideas won't be as cohesive, and um, then like you gotta like get good at songwriting because you can be a berkeley trained musician and everything but if you can't write songs um i'm sure you'd be a great <laughs> studio musician but um you gotta be able to put a song together and uh try not to write up what i would always call as like riff riff salad where you get like I, we have like seven cool riffs do they connect to each other no but let's no. make them into a song
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: so just like finding like-minded people and just learning songwriting it's the thing that no one really talks about with uh starting bands is that's a whole skill besides just playing an instrument gotcha gotcha
0: all right done. uh what what's the best way to keep a group together and figure out whether you guys are serious or
1: not yeah well i i i will say if if anyone's listening out here and you are thinking you're you want to start a band you want to start playing music uh, my advice is don't uh get help uh find <laughs> a better way to spend your time um but yeah as far as um you know keeping it together and keeping that momentum going it's it's about having uh the discipline it's about um you know once you once you feel like you have your sound you know like they were, the other guys were saying you know you you want to make i want to be in a metal band well that's great but you have to keep listening to more it metal. Stop. And yeah. <laughs> we'll return after these messages. Do
4: you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsy, and on the Who Would Win Show, me and my co host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games.
0: We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. Yeah, <laughs> not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America vs. Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus The Iron Giant, classic matchups like Robocop vs. Terminator, and even The
4: Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com.
0: We let things pile up in the DVR. We add them to our queues. We wait for the DVDs and Blu-rays. We time shift. The Time Shifters podcast.
4: Now back to the feature
0: presentation.
4: Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, Naruto, all things that we love, all manga that were originally published in the legendary magazine Weekly Shonen Jump. But not every series can run for 300 chapters and have a hit anime. This is David. This is Jordan. We're the hosts of Shonen Flop. Each episode, we look at manga that ran and jumped that didn't quite make it. We discuss what it did wrong, what it did right, how the series could have turned itself around, and ultimately, was it a flop or not? Run all your favorite podcast apps, and you can find us at ShonenFlop.com. Keep on flopping, floppers. Uh,
1: You you have to keep listening, and you have to keep finding new inspirations. I I hear a lot, even guys that are in bands that are very good bands, you, you hear them say sometimes, man, I don't really listen to music anymore. Uh, you know i don't i haven't heard any of the new sounds i haven't you know and it's like why do you do it like why why would you even like you asked before you know why do you get out of bed in the morning if you're not finding new you're not uncovering new things every time
0: you're about the person who's told me this there do seem to be a lot of people it's almost kind of like hate watching but the most unproductive way of kind of just spending any time with anything is just these guys who start out conversations basically with a diss and you're like mm-hmm. so why should i even respond to this this just takes all the life out of the room
1: yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean l- listen I-, I will be the first person to tell you how much i hate certain things uh there's a lot of terrible stuff out there that you can listen to and it sucks and it's it's bad and i would prefer to avoid it but I know that I don't like it because I listened to it. And if I had just ignored it, if I had just, you know, put on the same, you know, the same Harvey danger record I've been listening to since I was 13, I wouldn't ever grow as a person. I wouldn't ever have new ideas. I wouldn't be able to write interesting songs because I wouldn't have anything new to say, you know? So I think listening and, and, Pulling as much of your influences as you can in order to gain that motivation, that inspiration, that's what keeps things moving forward as you go along.
0: Totally. (sighs) Why do we not have as many wise people as you guys?
3: (laughs) (laughs) We're inseparable at parties, we promise.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Be nice, pat yourself on the back. (laughs) so james uh what what are your recommended ways for networking and uh getting your own Uh, studio don't don't
2: ask me about networking (laughs) (laughs) okay how about just practicing and getting in the mood Uh, so yeah i mean just just getting to the point where you have like a band that you know you can call upon and actually do shows uh can stand each other (laughs) well yeah i mean because you know there's people who are like don't start this with your best friends and i mean that that can be sound advice but really the more important thing is uh find people that um will be responsible enough to show the practice uh find people who are open enough to listen to everyone's suggestions and make sure everyone feels heard uh and are willing to be like okay i'll i'll try it your way at least once you know what i mean um (laughs) and finding um just finding people also and there's a lot to ask everybody but finding people who will have a good time at shows and try their best to make sure it's a good time for the people they're playing for as well you know what i mean um but on to the first thing that you did say have at least one guy in the band who's good at networking because it i don't know what it is about being like a musician and then also being a business person but like the two do not mesh very well and it's a truly special soul who can yeah, do ask the people who like were like
3: yeah i'm gonna sit in a room for two hours a day and alone and get yeah. better at this thing and not talk to people yes. like oh, yeah right. now go out and talk yes. to people it's like th- yeah. those worlds you gotta it's very rare that those two things clash they always say you have to yeah. work on marketing as much as you work on the music and yeah it's so hard to do that
0: or just yeah, hire someone 100%. who is good at it who's yeah knocking. right
1: still your money right yeah <laughs> right every every band you've ever heard of has somebody doing their marketing for them maybe it's somebody in the band but... someone
0: other than their boyfriend or <laughs> wife right right <laughs> right because right.
2: listen you, don't you, you wouldn't have heard of Kelly <laughs> 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 although having having friends outside the band that can help with other parts of the band uh mm-hmm. is very nice mm-hmm. uh The art that we have on some of our merch, uh, for example, is done, uh, by a certain somebody's boyfriend. Oh, uh, Uh, yeah, the person,
3: the, 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 I, my cat keeps trying, wants attention and wants to be in the interview.
0: Uh, (laughs) Hi, Gato. Um,
3: my partner, uh, is a fantastic illustrator and, um, just like, I'm part of like a nice little network of like mainly visual artists, but like people that are really supportive and just like, Hey, how can we help you out? Um. We know, you know, music doesn't make a lot of money at first. Uh, do you need any help? Do you want a shirt design? Like, a, a good friend of mine did our t-shirt with the ghost on it. <laughs> Danny did our Alomart, and we've had friends line up to offer the other little, like, tour posters and stuff like that.
2: It takes yeah. a village sometimes when it comes to band stuff. It really does. You, yeah. you
3: hear about any celebrity, and, like, they talk about their team, and sometimes that team's two people, because that's what works for them, but a lot of times you end up seeing it's, like, 20 people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and
1: ha- having that—I mean, <laughs> I-, I think a lot of people who are in bands they hear the word "network" and they think, "Oh, okay, I got to meet all these bands. I got to make friends with other bands."
0: It still take you, and, but they probably have already been offered by eight different, you know, unknowns. Like, it. oh, true.
1: <laughs> but it's it's if you only talk to other bands, you're kind of <laughs> limiting yourself. You you have to be involved, like you say, in the visual art side of things you have to be involved with people who are um you know interested in you know community outreach like even like political uh, organizations and you, you know you have to have about
0: just like your producers and if they yeah. love you being the backup track they might make you the main track you know? yeah well that's the thing is oh, you right. meet one person right, and
3: then like you talk to them and then they happen to know somebody at a label or something like that <laughs> you Just some schmuck yeah. at a party
2: that that kind of of luck is what is what gets you places honestly and you're not going to get that kind of luck you have to create that kind of luck by getting yourself out there and being open to those experiences 100 percent. so absolutely
0: <laughs> sure. oh man oh man well this has been once again enlightening because again uh this is exactly what we intend on is just having just everyday people who do this on the side they want it to be their main gig but it hasn't Really occurred yet, but it's possible, and you can still get a lot of reward from doing it. But
3: yeah, Blue Man Group will take off one day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who are those
3: clowns? But yeah, got a pretty good gimmick. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see how far they go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Okay, so I'm gonna let you all leave everyone with another piece of advice, Uh, Chad. Just final word, just like everyone should do before they go to bed each night.
4: Uh, just make sure you try to have fun. Life's short. Make sure Life you have fun. Short.
0: Anthony, not Kalidus. Uh <laughs> Kitas, whatever his name is. Yeah, from Red Out Chili Peppers. Anyway, uh, uh, what, what is one motto to live by?
3: <laughs> uh, objects in motion, stay in motion. Objects at rest, stay at rest. You got to get started. The second get you stop you'll, stop, you'll stay stopped. You just got to go, because then it'll be easier to go after that.
0: Perfect. James, what well, what's one thing you're... Uh, sharing with everyone before you go to bed?
2: Uh, the only real failure is not trying at all because the only way to succeed is to fail multiple times until it stops failing. So.
0: Don't be an epic. Don't be a fail. <laughs> Don, what is something, a uh, piece of advice you have under everyone's pillow?
1: Yeah. Um, I think the most important thing that anybody can do to improve their life, you know, every night before you go to bed, like you say, make a habit of this is um you get on spotify or you get on bandcamp you listen to the catchwords records mm-hmm. um as many times as you're just on a loop nice um it. it will improve your life uh it will make you a, a handsomer or a more beautiful person
3: it's how handsome um, to do that for us yeah it's
1: uh i mean i i don't think legally i can say that you'll lose weight but you might <laughs>
2: I thought you were going to say something more vulgar than that, but uh, –
4: yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You you may have more sex. Uh, actually, yeah, have sex while listening to
2: us. Um, it will be... well, if you have sex – if we're on your sex you, playlist, please let us know. If you have sex please let us know. To. I mean listening to the catchwords is a scientifically proven way to joke without your hands, so – just say okay, okay nice like that, that. Don't, don't on that you we'll nobody google that
3: don't google that, <laughs> that is, that's... rock and roll baby. <laughs> rock and hole if you know what i'm saying <laughs> oh. rock and
2: blow oh wait. Now, now we're getting weird oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah man this
0: I love has been, it. <laughs> this is so fun thank you for having I us i love how you guys broke it <laughs> <laughs>
2: st- we should have started we're, with this we, we were, were so good bad. until the end Yeah. <laughs> oh
3: what she said oh. it no, takes
2: that, me like 20 fine. seconds that was to a great but... shameless
0: plug i love it <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, i will let you know if i do in fact see an indie music playlist that has someone like you <laughs> thank you
3: i yeah. I, I, I just want to know if i gotta know what people are fucking to if, if it's our music <laughs> Probably yeah.
0: closer by and I in. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm not right of so specifically.
3: Sometimes. I did see somebody get. I do give a, a fuck about nature. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: yeah.
3: Make it so. <laughs> Make it so. Go on, do it.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, you guys, you rock this. You rock the hell out of this interview.
3: I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, For those
0: listening, they can find you on Bandcamp and Spotify. Any other platforms you guys will be on?
3: Apple Music, pretty much anywhere you can get your music. I hope so. That's what they advertised to us when they said they'd sell our music. Yeah, we're on
2: YouTube somehow. We're we're, we're yeah, yeah, baby. Well,
0: that makes sense. You can merge it as part of Spotify.
3: Yeah, DistroKid, whatever. How much do I
2: listen to their
0: shit, man? Listen to my (laughs) stuff. You'll find it.
3: It's not that hard to find. Listen to it. (laughs)
1: you'll like it we guarantee it yes i I made a twitter account for us and then i forgot the password like five years ago so (laughs) so mainly just the catchwords on instagram that's the best you can keep poking them on facebook or
0: twitter but no no yeah 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 definitely recommend the poke though Saying you know someone they know might also help, but might also freak him out. But, yeah.
3: everybody knows Pete somehow. Everybody the fuck knows is Pete. He <laughs> knows everybody. He's texting mm-hmm.
0: he wants to interview us, Ohio guys? What the fuck? <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. I, I I know Pete because
4: of a Godzilla convention. Uh, but it, but it also turns out <laughs> he does we that. Both, he we, does both, that. We, both, we both. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because that and, was and
3: Chicago, it, wasn't it?
4: Yeah, that was That's up in Chicago.
3: The Chicago way.
4: He, he lives. He lives five minutes away from me, and I didn't even know him. We met in Chicago, <laughs> <laughs> and That's
1: I met awesome. Pete separately in a uh, a secret society that we were both members of at the time. Um, which uh, that sounds yeah, yeah. I work with Pete. Nature. Oh yeah, and you guys, <laughs> you you work with him.
3: Have we all met him different ways. Yeah. I met. Oh my. Yeah. So, you need a guy like Pete. That's networking right there, baby. Just Pete. Networking.
2: True. true. <laughs> Pete, Pete's wife is who I took singing lessons from, actually.
1: Jody. There you go. Studios. Mm-hmm. It's full circle. <laughs> nice. 100% Pete. <laughs>
4: that, so, everyone should just know Pete, I guess.
1: We yeah, just like,
3: rename nice. our band Pete. Pete. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Pete and the Quince. Pete and the Quince. Yeah, I don't Doss them on here.
4: Pete and the Beeps. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's awesome okay well, i'm gonna let you guys go this was this was a party i don't want to have in yeah that was a blast man. okay <laughs> yeah thanks
2: yeah all right guys you have a good
0: one everyone can keep playing your music on loop there there is no eject button <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah
0: all right don't going to my I'm... spotify so so <laughs> <laughs>